G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Each one of us will one day stand before God on that day of judgment. Depending on who you are and what you believe, that can either be bad news or good news. So which will it be for you? Bad news or good news? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take another look at hope, your hope from a different perspective. When Jesus comes again, something that I, for one, am really looking forward to, one of the things that's going to happen is that we're each going to have to give an account for our actions. Like it or not, that's exactly what's going to happen. Here's how Jesus tells it. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people, one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, And you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of those who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he'll say to those on his left hand, You are accursed. Depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and all his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you didn't welcome me. I was naked and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and and we didn't take care of you? And then he will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did not do this to one of the least of these, you didn't do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So how does that make you feel? Knowing that Jesus will judge you one day. A little nervous? A little uncomfortable, perhaps? Of course it does. We've all done things wrong. We've all rebelled against God. Even though he gave his very life for us, we've rebelled. See, the idea of judgment really makes us feel twitchy. So what am I doing talking about judgment in the middle of a series of messages that I've called Merchants of Hope? What does judgment have to do with hope exactly? I've got to tell you, the answer is 
everything. I was watching a news item on TV recently. They were interviewing a young woman who'd been deliberately set alight by some people who were drug addicts. They'd poured flammable liquid all over this woman and set her alight. This beautiful young woman now had burns to most of her body. Even her face was covered with one of those body stockings. All you could see were her eyes moving around and her mouth moving. The perpetrators were given, wait for this, only 13 years in prison. I was outraged. I mean, these people had laughed at her when they set this beautiful young girl alight and ruined her life. I mean, they should have been given life. As far as I'm concerned, someone should lock them up, throw away the keys and never let them out. Would you agree? There are many, many evil things done in this world on a daily basis. Extreme things like that. Men beating their wives, women cheating on their husbands, people being enslaved, abused, tortured, demeaned. On the same night as that news item, they showed the trial of a union official who had embezzled over a million dollars from the members. None of that has escaped God. None of it. And all this evil going on in the world, evil that people seem to get away with, is not going to go unpunished. Listen to what God says, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 21. Be assured, the wicked will not go unpunished, but those who are righteous will escape. And then Romans 12, verse 19. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written... Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. See, one of the great hopes that we have for the future when Jesus returns, when he judges the nations and their peoples, is that finally, 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 justice will be done. I get great comfort from the system of justice in my country, which, as fairly as possible, punishes people for their iniquities. And I get a huge amount of comfort knowing that God will one day punish the wicked on that day of judgment. Not because I'm a mean person, but because I, like you, have in me an innate sense of justice. Why is it there? Because you and I are made in the image of God, and God is a just God. Now, so far as I know, I've never done anything particularly wicked in my life. I've never poured petrol over someone. I've never set them alight. I've never embezzled union funds. I've not committed any crimes. But can I tell you something? I have fallen so short of God's perfect ideal for my life. In fact, I fall short pretty much each and every day. So on God's scale of justice, I deserve to be punished on that day of judgment. Truly, I do. And chances are, so do you. The difference is for me, I don't know about you, but for me and anyone who puts their trust in Jesus, the difference is this. In this is life. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. See, my hope for justice is my hope in Jesus. I know that he's already paid for all my wrongs, past and present and future, and whilst justice will be done, I am forgiven because in my case, through my faith in Jesus, justice has already been done. It was a done deal when Jesus died on that cross to pay for my sins. I know, it doesn't seem fair, does it? I get off scot-free when others will have to suffer. You're right, it's not fair. It's grace, and grace is never fair. My hope on that day of judgment is in Jesus, and that's something I'm looking forward to. How about you? 
So when was the last time you fell for the devil's age-old lie that you're not worthy of God? Therefore, by clear implication, you never will be. When have you worried about this? Well, now you've heard the truth, perhaps again, perhaps for the first time. And knowing that truth, you are totally, totally set free from any condemnation the moment you believe in Jesus. Martin Luther once had a dream in which he stood in the day of judgment before God. And surprise, surprise, Satan was there to accuse him. And when the books were opened, he pointed to transgression after transgression of which Luther was guilty. Luther's heart sank in despair. Then he remembered the cross, and turning upon the devil, he said, There is one entry which you have not made, Satan. What is that? asked the devil. It's this, answered Luther. The blood of Christ, his son, cleanses me from all sin. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. That's the truth, the God-honest truth. If you're one of those people who has given their lives to Jesus, I want you from this day forth to hope in the day of judgment, when justice will finally be done by God. And as you hope in that day, know that your faith in Jesus means that your justice has already been done. But if you don't believe in Jesus, if you haven't yet put your trust in his hands, then I don't want us to part ways today without giving you the opportunity to pray this prayer of faith with me and to put your life in his hands. This is just too important to leave until tomorrow. So let's pray now. Pray these words with me in your heart. Father God, I've heard the truth today, that one day you will judge the living and the dead, and I realize that I'm in some serious trouble. So I confess to you today that I have sinned against you in thought, in word, in deed. And I come to you today, Lord God, to declare that I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus is your son, that Jesus died for me to pay for my sins, and that Jesus rose again to give me the gift of eternal life. Please forgive me what Jesus has done for me. I turn away from all that I know to be wrong. I give my life to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live this new life, this eternal life, completely for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, then my friend, you are forgiven. Justice is done. And you too can hope in that day of judgment. I'm Bernie Diamond. You've been listening to A Different Perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.